Mom, Dad, you should shop Amazon for back to school and save some money. See, I'm currently obsessed with superheroes and need all the superhero stuff. Superhero lunchbox, superhero backpack. But next year, it'll be something else. Maybe dinosaurs? I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. But I can tell you not to spend a fortune and shop low prices for school on Amazon. Okay, good chat. Amazon, spend less, smile more. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. So the sold deal statistics are still up. Year over year, we're seeing a 25% increase from last year. This will be trans world's best year ever. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Q3 Update 2022 we always love these updates. It's really good to catch up uh, on what's going on in the marketplace. And, you know, I think the stats have been a little bit surprising. I was expecting like a little bit more movement. Uh, we've talked about Jessica over and over again that we seem to lag the economy, but all the, but there's some confusing economic data out there as well. Yeah. I think we're, we're in a time where no, nothing like this has happened before. And there's a lot of different data that's indicating like maybe it's a possible recession, maybe we should see some slowing down, but it's always good to take a step back and review our data, both as it's for me as a franchise owner, but also just overall as an entrepreneur to see how our market is reflective of everything else. We've also talked a lot about, and not to be a spoiler alert, that the business for sale market's relatively stable over the years, if you compare it to like the stock market or something like that. Yeah, there's no denying that the the stock market is down significantly, probably about 20, 25% from its highs. Uh, there's no doubt that there's inflation uh, upwards of 8% or 10% over the last few quarters. Uh, and they're trying to calm that down best they can. There's no arguing that interest rates are up. You're seeing SBA loans now, and we do have two great SBA updates uh, along with this episode. So once we're done talking about the economy, you will jump right into that. We'll tease that a little bit more at the end. But again, I, you know, we're seeing what is maybe a stabilization of the marketplace, but there's a few surprising things kind of going into that, that, you know, you would think if the market were stabilizing, we would see an increase of inventory. Yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't been with us through these quarterly updates, we've been doing these, what, for almost two years now, probably, right, right Andy? And if, if you go back and you listen to the quarterly updates for the, from the last, I'd say, eight quarters, you'll hear us talk about just how many buyers that come to the marketplace and how many deals we're getting done and, you know, average listing and average sold prices going up and everything just really in the seller's favor. And I agree with you. I think the data we're going to share today is not about like, you know, that that's over. I think it's more stabilizing or equalizing um, between the buyer and the seller market. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure out there for people to buy, right? So there were people that were 
changing jobs, the great resignation, uh, people looking to control their own destiny, perhaps after getting out of corporate America or didn't like the way corporate America was handling their back to work policies or the way, you know, they just had an epiphany after sitting at home for a few months saying, you know what, I can have a better life. So there was a certainly a lot of money also in the marketplace. SBA was still lending. Uh, the, the corporations had record profits and balance sheets. And so they're out acquiring. And of course, the private equity groups, family offices, strategic buyers, all very active, which made for a very, very heated market. But I think what we've seen, and we'll talk about it right now, that it hasn't cooled off all that much. And, you know, like it's been pretty steady over there, but let's talk about the listings. Let's talk about the inventory and what we've seen year over year. Yeah. And this is, so we're going to start by just sharing the data of uh, the Transworld network. So this is all the Transworld offices in the United States and uh, just what we've seen in, in terms of our inventory. So inventory, new listings, new businesses listed for sale, you know, year over year, we're still up an average of 9%. Um, and then this, this quarter is about flat, right? Over last quarter. Yeah, over last quarter, it was exactly zero. We're, we're up 9% uh, year over year. So, uh, but the first two quarters of the year, were up 16% and up 14% in the number of listings. So finally, you know, there was a hesitation for people to come to the marketplace. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit in Biz by Sell about what kinds of businesses are coming to the marketplace. But what we've talked about before is those small little businesses that were hanging on for dear life, that got PPP, that perhaps got e idle loans, that uh, got uh, employment retention credits. We're deciding to hold on to the businesses. Now we're seeing them come to the marketplace, uh, but it's not ballooning. Uh, basically, over the year, 9% increase really isn't that much since inventory was so low. So people are not coming to the marketplace to sell their businesses yet. Yeah, which is actually bad news for buyers, right? So if we're talking about, we we are just coming out of the last two years, a highly competitive market for buyers. And there's still a ton of that interest for acquisitions. And we'll talk, we'll talk about some SBA stuff and whatever, but you know, good news for buyers would be an incre a large increase in inventory on the marketplace, and we're not seeing that. Um, so that's part of that stabilization effect is, you know, yeah, there there may be some less buyers out there and less financing options and interest rates are higher, but we're also not seeing a flood of businesses to the market. And businesses for sale is just like any other economic uh, marketplace, you know, supply and demand. And if that's equal, then we're sitting in an equal spot. So I think you know, new listings, you know, it's, it's been pretty flat. We're seeing still an average of, you know, businesses come to the marketplace, not that big bubble that we've been predicting for, I don't know, three years with the baby boomers, right? It's yeah. just been like a steady trickle. It hasn't been this big flood of businesses to the marketplace like we expected. No, it hasn't. In fact, the uh, last quarter comparison, uh, we're down 2% and the comparison from the quarter before we're basically down 3%. We, I, I'm up 3%. So really, we're down 1% from the first quarter. It's it's negligible. It's basically people coming to the marketplace, basically, exactly. at. And we've 
been adding more people. So it's not like we don't have the capacity to take on more clients. We're, we are actively looking for more clients and we have much less inventory than we did back in 2019, which we've talked about in 2018 uh, before the pandemic started. So inventory remains low. Yeah. So let's talk about prices. Then. Yeah. So then let's talk about the next thing that mostly buyers will, will care about, but some sellers too, is the average listing price. And we are seeing the average listing price is still increasing. So um, average listing price year over year to date is up about 15%. And third quarter over third quarter from last year is up 7%. So still slight rises in the average listing price of businesses coming to market. Again, not a big jump like we had been seeing in some previous quarters or some previous months. Yeah. In the previous two quarters, last quarter after the second quarter, we had a jump of 32%. And that was up from a jump of 17% in the first quarter. So if anything, we're starting to see the curve kind of come down, which is nice, right? So I, I think that's what the Fed wants. The Fed's been, uh, you know, raising interest rates to try to cool things down. Maybe this is showing that, and we've talked about it, the inflation, the supply chain issues, it's got to be impacting people's bottom lines. The increase in labor costs, all those things are starting to chew away at their the earnings of some small businesses, therefore they it's cooling off. But again, inventory low. And what happens when inventory is low? Prices go high. Yeah. Prices go high. So we're we're still up 7%. Now per compared to last quarter, the listing price went down 4%. And that is mm -hmm. the first kind of red negative number. Uh, that we've seen in a very long time in quarter comparisons, but it was up 10% from the first quarter. So yes. we're still not even at the beginning of 2022. We're still 6%, you know, up uh, and year over year average is 15% up. It's, it's still it's high. It's still high. And I think I agree with you, Andy. I think these are like the very beginning indicators of like hitting that peak, right? So maybe we're not over the hump yet, but it's slowing down um, in terms of acceleration. And, and this, we have to remember too, and, and for our listeners to remember that listing price is a function of earnings of the business, right? We're going to, just to remind everybody on valuation lesson, the price or how much your business is worth is worth a multiple of the earnings. So you can look at this da data too and say, hey, this is an indication of our businesses earning less money or less revenue and how is inflation affecting them and things like that. So, right. you know. I know we're going to share some data from Biz by Sell about some of that in depth with revenue and earnings, but also as an indication from the Transworld side. But again, cooling off, we're starting to see slight dips from last quarter, but nothing, nothing really shocking at this point. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So the buyer demand has stayed very consistent. Uh, we are still seeing a lot of buyers come to the marketplace. Uh, I don't think the inquiries have gone down very much at all. Uh, we still have a lot of money chasing money. Again, in our SBA report, you'll hear that the banks are very aggressively still um, wanting to wanting to uh, finance these deals. But, you know, they are getting a little bit more careful about how they're financing these deals. So the sold deal statistics are still up. Year over year, we're seeing a 25% increase from last year. 
this will be trans world's best year ever as far as the number of deals that we are going to uh we are going to so we're still up uh almost 25 percent year over year yeah and quarter over last quarter last year up 17 percent um up seven percent over last quarter of this year q2 we were up three percent so everything's still going up on the sold deal side. And I, I agree with you, Andy, like, look, there's still money available. Um, yes, the interest rates have gone up, but still buying a business is is really a good financial move um, compared to some of the other types of investments that are out there in the marketplace right now. And we have not seen the buyer interest go down at all, which going back to how you opened, Andy, we have to remind everybody that we saw a spike in buyer interest. And at some, I think at some points during the pandemic, it was like two to three times our volume of 2019. Like, look, it's slowed down since then. And we're not at like three times the size, but it's still much higher than we were seeing in 2019. So still a lot of demand from the buyers that are driving these deals, getting done. The banks are still lending money. And, and we'll talk a little bit about in biz by sell. They have this confidence report, which I think is super interesting. And the buyer's confidence index is going up in terms yeah. of the business for sale market. Yeah. Well, they, everybody feels like they might get a better deal now, right? So, right. Yeah. you know, year over year quarters, like we're up 17% over last quarter. We were up 31% the quarter before that, up 31% from the quarter before that. So it was a huge spike right. uh, in 2022. And it was a huge spike in 2021. So now perhaps again, it's just starting to tail off a little bit and only only up 17%, which is a ridiculous kind of number. Yeah. But um it is still up. And you know, and but some of the things that we're starting to see perhaps come down is we're talking about the average sold price. Mm -hmm. Those are starting to cool off. But again, uh we're up 40% year over year which is still high. Still very high. And actually, um, you know, quarter over quarter last year, you say we're, is cooling off, but we're up 79% quarter over the same quarter last year. Um, we're up 9% over Q2 numbers for this year. The previous quarter, um, Q2 over Q2 2021, we're up 101% of the average sold price and 46% over Q1 of 2022. So just huge increases. And I think it's it's just slowing down. I think we'll keep repeating that, but I think that's the theme of what Q3 2022 is. Yeah. I mean, the average price for a small business, this is not including our M&A division. We're, we're talking about a million bucks. I mean, it's just about a million bucks, just a little bit under a million dollars. And that, you know, from year, you know, a couple of years ago, I think in 18 and 19, the average sales price was half that. Yeah. Half that. And yeah. so you're seeing that in the housing market too. That you know, houses went up uh precipitously, starting to cool off again. We lag the economy, perhaps since we're only up nine percent over the last quarter comparatively to forty-six percent the quarter before. Um, perhaps uh it is cooling off and we're not, you know, we're only up eighty percent almost from last year. <laughs> But, you know, finally, perhaps it's starting to cool a little bit. But, you know, again, um, I'm glad the buyers are feeling good about it. 
Yeah. And again, sole price, look, it's a function of earnings. We did see, I think we talked about this on our last quarterly update. We have seen an uptick in in multiples. We joked that we had to take off our two-time show and maybe make it a two and a half or a three-time show for the average multiple. Um, but we're, we're still seeing that still stay relatively steady. Um, and at least like in our offices, we haven't seen the earnings of businesses really decline just yet um, in terms of inflation impact. Um, or anything like that in terms of rising costs, things. Yes, businesses do have those impacts, but by and large, a lot of them have been able to address that either through different expense reduction or price increases to maintain their earnings. Yeah. Yep. So so let's jump to perhaps the Q3 Biz by Sell Insight report. Mm -hmm. So um, it's online. You could always, there's tons of tables with it, lots of things, but overall, you know, they're seeing a little bit of what we're saying that they deep the acquisition price dropped for them and the seller confidence has come down as inflation is uh you know hurt margins out there and so their q3 numbers are down um they're almost down 10 percent uh from uh q1 of 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 2022 again 2022 uh, the the Q1 of 2022 was a high, uh, the high that hadn't been seen since Q3 of 2019. So kind of rebounded after uh, the COVID crisis, and the number of deals being sold is down uh, from a high of Q1 2022, but not marketably. Yeah, yeah, and and I think then we were talking about this before we jumped on, like there it's single digit decreases. Um, so right. we're not talking like huge numbers. I think that the number of closed deals dropped in Q3, like 2% year over year. Um, right. So we're starting to see a very minimal or slow decline in closed deals. And I will say, even though we do see fluc small fluctuations in the market, we said it's relatively stable. Usually these fluctuations are pretty small. The biggest um, decrease or decline that you can see in the biz by sell data is obviously Q2 of 2020 when all the economy just shut down. Um, but it, it still looks like when you look quarter over quarter, like we're in a pretty healthy dynamic of a little bit up, a little bit down. Um, Q2 was down a little bit. Q3 was down a little bit more of 2022, but we're talking about single digit drops uh, in terms of percentages. Right. But what is dropping for a lot of the brokers that are reporting the biz buy sell and of course what's being listed on their site is the median asking price. Yes. So yep. the asking price has come down 13% a year over year uh, and the sale price came down 14% respectively. So they are seeing a downturn. Now, Transworld's not seeing it. Maybe we're just better that, than everybody else, hopefully. I mean, I know some of our numbers are in this mix, uh, but you know they are seeing that correlation between inflation and those inflationary pressures on price. Yeah. It's really interesting because they do, they correlated to weaker financials in the businesses. Um, you know, I think we did talk about this in a recent episode, but with higher interest rates too, there is going to be a funding gap to solve in terms of, you know, 
a year ago, we were looking at business acquisition loans with SBA at 6%. Now it's almost 9%, right? So there's there's a few different ways that you can solve that, that funding gap. And one of the ways is you can reduce the asking price of the business, right? Or the sale price of the business. So right. I think that could have something to play into, into this chart too, um, in combination with some weaker financials. But it is bigger drops, you know, 13%, 14%. So not in those single digits anymore. Right. And um, so the other thing that uh, what you alluded to earlier was the small business owner confidence uh, went down. Now, it, it was, it, it would, of course, the owner uh, confidence index came way down in 2020, uh, went back up in 2021, and now is coming back down to almost 2020 levels, yeah. which is pretty interesting to see. Yeah. And they've, it looks like they've been tracking this since 2014. So not like long-term, but yeah, almost to the level of 2020, which is, is not good, but it's the opposite correlation for the buyer confidence scores. So every time the seller's confidence score dips down, the buyer's confidence score goes up, meaning yes, they, they think they're probably going to get a better deal because of different economic conditions, but it's also showing like Look, if they were if buyers were super concerned about the economy, like they wouldn't be investing in in businesses. So it's really interesting just to kind of think of the story that's being told with the data. And the buyers are telling themselves a different story in terms of what's going on in the economy, and they do expect it to bounce back, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty crazy because the owner confidence in their value uh was higher than the buyer confidence all the way through 2020, basically. Right. right. Just before the pan pandemic, uh, buyer confidence and seller confidence was equal. Uh, and then it inverted in 2020. Right. So the yep. owners uh, had a confidence level that was lower than the buyers. The buyers felt like they were getting good deals out there during during the pandemic. And then it inverted again. You know, you know, owners were feeling good. Maybe all that PPP money was making them feel good or something. <laughs> and and the buyers kind of dipped down again. But right now, this quarter, it inverted again. Mm -hmm. um, so the buyer confidence is higher than the seller confidence right now. Yeah. And and it does say in terms of why the seller confidence has gone down, 59%, the majority of the people answering the survey cite economic uncertainty and 79% said they're concerned about entering a recession within the next year. So you know, that's kind of the major concerns, but interestingly, only, only 35% said that this would motivate them to sell their business sooner, which also goes back to our first table of data that we um, talked about, which was inventory and listing. So it's not um, going to propel them to sell or spike inventory, which means we're going to stay in the same type of supply and demand curve we're in right now. Yeah, incredible. And also it follows up with that saying that 54% the majority of sellers will not discount their sale price during recessionary concerns. So that's kind of what we've been seeing, right? The prices yeah. have stayed pretty steady. The buyers are willing to pay, um, even though people might not be feeling so good about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like I said at the top, it's an interesting marketplace. We haven't seen a lot of this happened in the past. Like, you know, are we in a recession? Are we not? There's conflicting macroeconomic indicators. And then when we're, where we're sitting in our marketplace too, 
yes, there's inflation, there's rising costs for business owners, but we're not seeing a severe decrease of earnings. We're not seeing a severe de- decrease of value. Actually, they're going up. Um, and cost of capital is higher, but we're still seeing tons of capital available. So right. And and back to the multiples, you know, we, we always talked about two times, two times, and then we reported for the first time that Transworld was selling things over three times. Uh, our our competitors are behind us by almost a half a time. Uh, but you know, that has been risen rising on biz by sell uh with a small dip in uh you know, obviously a low in Q1 of 2020 rose right up through almost uh, Q4 of 2021 and now has been a little bit wobbly, uh, but not again. It hasn't come down very much. It's at still at 2.5 um, and it was almost 2.35 back in 2020. So really, even during the pandemic, it didn't go down. Yeah. Yeah. So Biz by Sell is predicting that, you know, business buyers are optimistic because they expect sellers to discount prices. And I think, you know, what we can see from this report is that, yes, that is the expectation of the buyers, but without really um, an increase in inventory or sellers being willing to discount that price, I don't think that those decreases or discounts in pricing is going to be widely happening across the marketplace, at least for the next quarter, two quarters that we can see. Now, inventory still rules the game. And if there is a scarcity of good businesses, which you and I know that there is a scarcity, I can't tell you how many people approach me on a weekly basis looking to buy a good business. And it's, you know, I have to give them the same speech every day about how aggressive they have to approach the marketplace. And, um, you know, sometimes I get, you know, stares of disbelief and I'm like, okay, go out there and try it for a little while and see, you know, call me back when you're, you know, ready to put an offer on something quickly, because that's what it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, we've joked on the show for years now that we always get emails and, and I'll repeat the generic email in case someone's listening who hasn't heard it before. You know, I'm looking for a business that's generating strong earnings, consistent earnings with recurring revenue. That's an owner absentee model. What do you have for me for sale? And our, our answer is always like, we we don't have anything. <laughs> Those businesses are all, yeah. when they come in the market, they're under contract like this, right? Yeah, they, they and they rarely exist too. I mean, you always have to work in a business, but like you said, a business that gets an A on its report card across the across the, their report card uh, just doesn't exist. And it's very difficult to say. But, you know, speaking of businesses that were kind of, people were getting away from like restaurants, like fitness, as we have reported in some of our sold statistics, biz buy sell has a big article right here in their industry report that the restaurant industry is coming back. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is so great to see because restaurants, fitness, um, some other retailers took the biggest hit from the pandemic and hadn't really rebounded. This is the first quarter that we're seeing that. And I think it's just, it's, it's really inspiring. And I'd say um, a, a good positive indicator that buyer demand for restaurants is back up. Um, as dining outs increase, the earnings for restaurants has increased. And restaurants are, I mean, a huge part of the business for sale marketplace. It's a huge part of the main street marketplace. And to see that there, the transactions are up 14% almost year over year, that's, that's incredible. And that's great for the industry. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, closed transactions up 14% year over year. I mean, double digits. And I think it's even more than that. You know, it's funny. I was on the phone with Ray Titus from United Franchise Group, and they're working with a few franchises uh, in their AFI, their accurate franchising, their consulting arm. Uh, and they, he was talking about, hey, Andy, do you have any restaurants for sale? Because I have some franchisors that that's how they source locations these days because it is so hard to find a good restaurant. And the build-out costs are just astronomical. The supply chain issues haven't completely uh, abated yet. So buying a second generation restaurant, which I think we've talked about on yeah. this show several times, is still a really good option. And I think that's part of this demand. Yeah. So let's talk about like, what do you think this means for the quarters to come? Obviously, we're sitting here with beginning of November as we're recording late October, beginning of November, it's October 31st as we're recording the show. We've got one more quarter to finish this year. Like, what do you think this, all these numbers tell us for the remainder of the, of 2022? I don't know. By the time this airs, there'll be another hike increase in the, uh, in the interest rate, probably three quarters of a point. And, uh, supposedly they're not done. I mean, they are seeing maybe even more interest rates to cool things off. Um, you know, you just think at some point it's got to cool down. Um, I do think uh, we should start seeing, and we've been predicting this quarter after quarter, and I think it'll happen. Maybe not uh, after the fourth quarter because, you know, the holidays sometimes get uh, business owners lazy about putting their business on for sale. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking in the first quarter of next year, the 2023, as this uh, we will start seeing the baby boomers coming to the marketplace. I think we can see 10 to 15% increase in our listings and perhaps getting up over 20% by the end of the year next year. Yeah. I mean, it's just a timing thing, right? So a lot of the baby boomers, and we did talk about this during our, some of our pandemic recap shows that we were seeing, we track what is the reason for sale. And we were seeing a lot of people selling for retirement before the pandemic. That group backed off um, during the pandemic and did not list their businesses for sale, but they've just gotten two, three years older, right? So there's a there's a timing issue where they're starting to hit. I think the mid baby boomers are going to start to hit like the peak of their um, social security, um, uh, the the peak of what they're able to take out of social security, and that kind of can trigger sometimes is like, hey, now is the time. So I, I do agree, 2023 could look like that, and then obviously, like we just discussed, if we've got a rise in inventory, and we see these other pressures that it could tip the scales in, in the other direction. However, we still haven't seen this buyer inquiries um, slow down. So in terms of the other side of the marketplace, I know back in 2018 and 2019, we had expressed some concern of like, hey, who's going to buy all these baby boomer businesses? But that solution's kind of been defined over the last two years. Yeah, I, I don't think buyer demand will ever go down, right? Why? Yeah. And, and for a few reasons, number one, we're getting better at this. And I'm just talking a general way. Trans world, business brokers are getting better at going out there and, and showing people the opportunity of buying a business. And I think that idea will continue to flourish. 
uh, and people will come out of school and we're seeing young people coming out of school wanting to buy businesses. They're coming out of uh, their MBA programs and ready to buy a business and they have a pledge fund or a search fund and we're seeing more and more of that. And I think corporations are getting where uh, better at the idea of that the easier way to get market share is to perhaps buy it even on small business. So I think all those things will continue to drive the buyer marketplace. What I, I think will happen is that, you know, again, sellers must come to the market at some point. Uh, we will see more sellers come to the marketplace uh, in 2023. And I, I think it will be continue to be a good marketplace for people to sell their businesses again, because we're getting more efficient at this and we're getting uh, the, the data, just us having this podcast and us having these industry reports is starting to compress that, that gap between a listing price and a sale price. We're starting to see the market self true itself. And so I think we'll continue to uh, have people be able to sell their businesses. And we keep working on technology that makes it easier as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's things you can do for yourself too. If you're a seller, um, a couple months ago, we did a two-part series on how to prepare your business for sale. Andy and I alluded to this. If you have a desirable business for sale, you have one that has strong earnings, consistent earnings, you're not involved in the day-to-day business. It doesn't it doesn't matter what the market's doing. Those businesses always sell. They always sell for a healthy multiple um, and you have nothing to worry about. So if you want to sell, set yourself apart, go back, listen to a few of those shows, and you can set yourself apart from the competitors in terms of businesses like yours that are for sale in the marketplace. Yeah, just keep good books and records, folks. I mean, we've said <laughs> yeah. it a thousand times too. You know, this is, there's no excuse for it. We we're just we're wrestling with a business. Uh, today or yesterday, this is a multi-unit, uh, it happens to be a restaurant chain that really should have be better books and records. I mean, you know, basically the way uh, businesses are set up, they should be computerized. Those computer, those computerized reports should be well up to date. Uh, and if everybody stopped monkeying with their inventory and the way they kind of take in the revenues, I, I think we'll all be in better shape. And, and, and again, uh, things are going to continue to bubble up out there. Uh, there's just a lot of information out there about how to buy and sell businesses. And I think, you know, trans world will continue. You know, we're in almost every single state in the union, except I think two now. And we will continue to build out our network and be able to handle those sales for people. And we're doing, I think, a better job than most. Definitely. Definitely. So we've got two other um, great interviews for you today, um, talking about SBA financing and obviously financing and interest rates is another big topic um, on how to acquire businesses right now, but important for sellers to know too about what's going on in that area of the business. And then as always, we've got a great deal of the week and a great listing of the week. Yeah, we have Tammy Yost from, uh, from excuse me, Centennial uh, Bank, who's been in this business for a long time. She doesn't want to admit it. And, uh, but she, She's been a great help to us over the years, doing a lot of business in the Southeast United States. And then Kenny Prosky. Kenny is a loan broker uh, who has, he just knows the business very, very well, able to work deals, being able to find uh, funds from even non-SBA lenders. So Kenny does a, a great job at that. And he's very interesting to talk to as well. Awesome. Well, let's jump in. We hope you enjoy the show. Let's do it. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? 
Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, we're back and it is Listing of the Week. And we are talking to Julie Smith from Transworld Business Advisors of Oregon. We're out here in a beautiful Oregon day. day. It is a gorgeous day and you have a great listing. So tell us about it. Yes, we do. And I can't wait to share. So this is a husband-wife team that are working a design center, hard surface design center. That's everything from cabinets to countertops to floors, tile backsplash. And you don't need to know this stuff to kill it in this industry. And they are making about 300000 in cash flow SDE. Uh, we've got it listed for $499. And they, you don't even need to understand CAD design or color choices. Most of it is just customers coming in, telling you what you like, seeing what you have, and going from there. And the fact that they can do this without employees, but you could hire people if you wanted, they're subbing out all of their installs. And they think you could just make even 80000 more a year just doing the installs, you know, having it in-house. Right, right. So there's plenty of upside in this business. Mm -hmm. Do you have financing? Um, It's been pre-approved, but or pre-qualified, pardon. But it's, uh, yeah, so far we're just waiting for the buyers. So you're just looking for maybe, maybe this is great for a partnership, right? Exactly. And it could be someone who has a background in contractor work or design work or someone who's just passionate about it. Yeah, it could be an add-on for a construction company, right? Yeah, it could be like your next uh, uh, remodel show guy, you know, couple. Yeah, or yeah. get a TV show out. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Anyway, so, so it's a great opportunity. Excellent opportunity. So what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to learn uh, more? Julie Smith, and it's the letter J Smith at tworld.com. Sounds like a great deal. Good luck. Thanks so much, Annie. Welcome back, everybody. And we are talking fourth quarter, third quarter update. We are in the fourth quarter, Kenny. And we are yep. with Kenny Prosky from Main Street Funding. Kenny does a lot of deals across the nation. Uh, he is known as the guru of getting deals done. <laughs> so he is gets those tough deals done. And so, Kenny, what are you seeing out there? Um, I mean, I, it's still busy. Right. Um, what There is kind of a little bit of a shift. Of what we're seeing is that um, a lot of people that maybe had jobs before, they're a little bit worried about their jobs. And so right. they're possibly thinking, you know what, maybe I'm going to take this into my own hands and I'm going to buy a business. Because I'm seeing a lot of corporate people that have never owned a business, but now want one. And, you know, I talk to them and that's the thing is that they're a little bit worried about their job. I'm also starting to see a lot more franchises because they are the same thing. You know, hey, I'm going to buy a business in a box. And I want it, you know, I'm going to get all the help I need. And so, you know, people are concerned about the economy. They're they're concerned about the rates. But what we do is we walk them through the process of, you know, the interest rates and and how, you know, there's a cost to doing business. And if they're making the right decisions and making more money, it's just, you know, par for the course. And actually rates right now are kind of where they were three years ago. It's really I mean, still the rates are still really good to own the business. Around six to seven percent or, you know. I mean, obviously, if they do something about it, but there was a time where we were over 10. Yeah. I mean, on SBA yeah. loans. Yeah. And it was still good money. I mean, you are buying a business. Hopefully, you're paying, so quote unquote, two to three times yeah. earnings on a small business. And that's pretty affordable still, that yeah. interest rate. So, Absolutely. So I think, you know, we will continue to see buyers out there. I, I, I said to people, I said, even if the buyer, if the buyer uh, flow died by half, mm-hmm. you know, cut down by half. I think we still have plenty of buyers. The, 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 I think the buyers are always going to come. I think 
people are going to buy businesses no matter what. Because even during COVID, when a lot of people are like, oh, my God, we were as bi- we it never affected us at all. We right. were as busy as we've always been. And the funny thing is what the interest rate increases is doing is it's having an indirect effect because it's kind of leveling out the the business valuations right you know because they still have to cash flow so as the rates go a little higher the cash flow gets a little more squeezed and as that gets squeezed the business the 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 price of the business has to come down a little bit in certain cases right and so when you see a lot of these sellers they just want all this crazy money right it's kind of setting an equilibrium you know a nice balance for everybody so it it all works out you know the whole ecosystem has a good check and balance Right. In, a, in and of itself. So. So, I, I, again, we're, we're going to see good days probably, you know, fourth quarter will be just as strong. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no tax reason to sell your business by December. Uh, we've had that a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So we might see deals trip into 2023. But yeah. I, I think 2023, we're going to be just as busy as ever. I, I, I do. And then, you know, depending on how the administration, get, you know, what happens with the elections. If more, you know, of the other side takes a little bit more control, things will level out a little bit, too. So, you know, we'll yeah, see we, how we, all that goes. We usually like that. We usually like when there's a balance. Exactly. In Washington. Exactly. It makes things a little bit uh, less uncertain for business owners yeah. and uncertain for the banks. And banks are having good years. I mean, although they're starting to lay off people finally, I guess. Yeah. But, but, you know, you work with tons of sources of money, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Yeah. You specialize in SBA loan, right on down to yeah. Ninety five percent of everything we do is SBA seven A, and um, we tend to get the harder deals done that other people won't, and it's just how we go about it. Well, you, you've been doing this a long time, and you know what works and what yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, and then the other five percent is we have a specialty private lender that can do unsecured loans up to five hundred thousand, just based on a credit score and income, which is very helpful for. What I call our scratch and dent deals. Right. And that's not 6%. Not exactly. <laughs> it is a fixed rate. Starts at nine. But again, you but know, again, it's, it's another option. It is another yeah. option for people out there. And that's what we look for. Kenny, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Ooh. what's the best way? Yep. Uh, best way is either my uh, email at kprosky, which is P as in Paul, R-O-S as in Sam, K-E, at MainStreetFundingGroup.com. Or my phone number, 561-203-7325. Thank you yep. for all you do for Transworld. We're getting deals done. No problem. Thanks, Great. Buddy. Thanks, Andy. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Thanks so much, Jessica and Andy. So I'm here in New York City with Eric Mendelson, who just closed on an amazing deal. Uh, can you tell us, Eric, a little bit about that business? Yeah, so I just closed. It was a business um, that consists of, um, in New York City, 15 taxi and limousine plates and 15 cars. Uh, the business was listed for $479. We sold it for $435. The amazing thing is that from the day we listed it to the day that it sold was 34 days. Wow, 34 days. That's pretty impressive. Uh, most deals don't sell that quickly. Could you tell us a little bit about the buyer and? Uh how you were able to get it closed so quickly? Yes. So the buyer was an industry buyer. Um, The business attracted a lot of attention right away. And um, we actually had one buyer went into due diligence and um, it did not go through, but um, we found the second buyer 
Um, we had backup buyers and the second buyer was in the industry. Um, the buyer knew exactly what to do. And um, it was a very brief period of due diligence, uh, only five days. And um, we were able to get everything done. It, the seller was super organized, had all of his uh, financials and documents and titles um, all ready to go. So it was it was a very um, concise um, due diligence folder and period, which made for a very fast sale. It really makes a difference when the seller has all their financials in order, uh, as well as their books and records, right? And I think this wasn't your first TLC deal, right? This is actually uh, your second one? That's correct. And that's how the buyer, that's how the seller found me was he was he Google brokers and he saw that I had experience in this industry. And that's how I got the listing. Excellent. And so uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, how would they be able to do that? Sure. My uh, name is uh, Eric Mendelson. I'm from uh, the New York office of Transworld. My cell phone is 516-840-3516. And my email is emendelson, E-M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-H-N at tworld.com. Thanks so much. Back to you, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And I am with Tammy Yaus from Centennial Bank. Great partner to Transworld has been uh, one of our lenders. Uh, we, we won't say how long, Tammy, because we, we, we want to try to keep it that we haven't been working together for decades, but we have. So, Tammy, welcome. And how are things in the SBA world? Things are moving along. Things are getting excited. The new SOP comes out October 1st, as it does every year. There is some good and bad. I'll go over both and try to keep it on a positive note. Yeah, right. So, uh, well, here's the good news. In, in past years, we've always, we've sometimes been in September and they ran out of money and they stopped lending. So at least we're not there, right? Correct, yeah. Um, they've actually, because of PPP and IDLE and, and the funds that were needed, um, they reallocated those funds into the 7A program for the unused portion. So that was helpful. Well, that's great. So, so tell us what's in the new SOP that, you know, is good and bad. Well, the new SOP, I think in the past, well, for many years, um, the, the allowable rate that a bank could charge was prime plus 2.75. They just increased that to prime plus 3%. So now a lender can charge up to prime plus 3%. The offset to that, and the good news is they just reduced the SBA guarantee fees. So in the past, the guaranteed portion of the loan was 75%, and the guarantee fee was between 3 and 3.75%. The good news is any loan of 500000 or less has zero guarantee fee. So you're saving 3% there. Up to a million, and I might even have to go to my cheat sheet because I just got this uh, loans from 500,000 to 700,000, you only pay 55 basis points. So a little over half a percent. From 700 to a million, 1.05%. So you're saving over two, two and a half percent in the guarantee fee. Now loans over a million go back to the 3.5 and 3.75 over a million up to 5 million. So I think that's good news. A lot of the business acquisitions we're seeing are below that million dollar threshold. 
So you're going to fall within that 1% or less for the guarantee fee. So that quarter of percent interest rate increase, you're going to save that well over the 2% uh, reduction in the fee. Yeah, that's a that's about $30,000 if you were to get a full million dollar loan, 20, you know, 20 something thousand dollars. So that's a lot of money, uh, especially when they're, you know, throwing it in there. And especially since interest rates are probably going to go up again. Well, that's the talk on the street. I try not to listen to them. <laughs> again, I say positive. And another thing that you need to realize, as the interest rates are climbing, the interest rate does not set on an adjustable loan until you actually get the SBA authorization. So you may have a commitment letter from your lender that says prime plus two to 3% adjusting quarterly until they put that loan into the SBA system and get an SBA assigned loan number. That's when your rate sets. So be careful when people are throwing out term sheets with these you know, these arbitrary interest rates that, again, may not set until you close six, nine months down the road. Yeah, we're seeing, you know, it's a fluid uh, situation always with the SBA sometimes. But here's the good news, I think, at the same time. While the interest rates may go up, historically, we're still at a pretty good rate for borrowing money to buy a business. It's still a good deal. I would agree with that. I, I got in the business, again, you know, decades ago. Uh, interest rates were in the nines and the 14s. And so I think that's what we have to remember is that we're still in a pretty good interest rate environment. We're going into an election year. Things tend to stabilize during that, that term. And, and things are always subject to change. So you need to be prepared. And that's why when I perform a pre-screen analysis and I act, ask for two or three-year projections, I do a 2% uh, interest rate risk rating to make sure that that buyer gets into that business and a year down the road, they're not upside down. We, make, we show them uh, the risk rating of the 2%. And hopefully it doesn't get that high, but we try to we try to prevent anything that could go wrong. Yeah, I mean, obviously the banks are being aggressive these days, but still conservative. And I, I was in a meeting today talking to somebody who was in the home building slash apartment building business. And they, um, you know, are looking twice at deals these days. So I think that, you know, maybe the go-go days of, you know, 2020 and uh, 2021 when they're, they have there's tons of PPP money, tons of idle loans flying out there. The banking system really didn't pause too much during uh, COVID. In fact, you said you were so busy. But on top of you know SBA loans, seven A loans, record rates of SBA, SBA loans, maybe things will calm down a little bit now, and they're going to just look a little bit more carefully at deals. Uh, you know, I, I'm torn. Uh, I agree and disagree. I'm seeing more deals, uh, business acquisitions, sellers trying to sell their business. And, you know, I, I've made this comment in several meetings where I know that the BLI includes owner benefit. And you have to be careful with that because the owner benefit may be a little bit more based on a distribution they took because of PPP money. So you have to be careful to back that out of your, your owner's benefit, that that distribution amount or that owner's benefit is going to be less because they're not going to have that reoccurring revenue going forward. 
So I, I back that out of all, all of my pre-screens. I know that a lot of the business advisors, you know, growl at me about that, but that's the reality. You have to present a realistic cash flow and a realistic owner benefit to that new buyer. Yeah, and we're winding up 2021. So 2021 numbers are going to be way more important than 2020s, of course, right? Correct. And we're discounting. We know that if you look at a business valuation today or you're conducting a debt service coverage pre-screen, that the 2019 is going to be weak. You have to back out PPP in 20. So then you're going to be weak again. 21 is looking stronger. And again, I think that gives you a better overall picture of what the two-year projection might look like. Right, right. So certainly the value, the valuation experts out there uh, had their hands full over the last uh, 24 months trying to unwind all this stuff. Uh, but businesses, you know, especially in your footprint, and tell us again where Centennial is landing. We're in the southeast of the, the United States. We're in Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, Texas. Uh, we'll do some things in our neighboring states, Tennessee and Georgia, but we try to stay in our little our little niche. I'm located in Tampa, Florida, and so I actually conduct a lot of meetings here and training for, for business advisors in the area. So obviously, the, it's pretty busy uh, in those states because we we always have had population gain, but it seems to be uh, stepped up a little bit over the last couple of years. You're seeing a lot of people move to the area, of course. Florida is a destination state, and you're seeing more and more of that. And people that come here, they want to buy a business. They want to start a franchise. I'm seeing the franchise alone. I mean, it, I'm getting more franchise deal than I am business acquisitions today. Wow. Yeah, franchising is very popular. Obviously, we do a lot of it here at Transworld. Uh, right. So, so franchising is very popular, and and Centennial's been doing a good job of getting the money out there. And you know, you have a good team, uh, Tammy. On and we we really appreciate what you do. You you have the ability to uh, pre-screen deals and look at deals and pre quote quote unquote pre-screen them. I, I hate the word pre-qualified because they're not qualified <laughs> yet. Correct. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, right. My office is in Tampa. Our processing center is in Tampa for the entire bank. So the packagers, the underwriters, the closers, they all work and report right up to me. And I get out there with my loan officers. And, uh, you know, I never ask anyone to do anything I'm not willing to do myself. So if a broker needs me to call on a customer with them to provide a pre-screen or an analysis, I'm happy to do so. And I, and I appreciate the feedback and the and the opportunity. Yeah, I I, we, I think we're going to have a good 2023 go rolling into the year. It's going to be, I, I think it'll be the little of the exuberance is kind of going to calm down. But like you said, there's still a lot of sellers that need to be, that that need to sell. Yes. And, and we need to start pushing some real estate. <laughs> they all want to keep the real estate and lease back to the buyer. And, and that's good for them, but sometimes it really kills the cash flow when you have to look at a deal for 10 years versus 25. So sometimes you have to push that seller into that next, if you want that much of goodwill, you need to give something to support it, which is the longer term. Yeah, I, I, I think you'll see more of that as we move forward, perhaps as real estate prices somewhat slow down a little bit and people say, well, maybe I should get my money out. 
where I'm either near the top of the market or at the top of the market. So I, I, I think we'll see that moving forward. Tammy, it, this has been great. What's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to work with your team? You can reach me directly. Um, our website is my100bank.com, my100bank.com. And I am T-Y-O-U-S-T at my100bank.com. Or call my cell phone. It's always on at 813-625-1288. I really appreciate all your partnerships, the Transworld, the BBF, the IBBA, everything you do for the industry. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Listing of the Week, and we have Dan Walkowski from Transworld Business Advisors of Portland. You have a nice listing, a furniture store, right? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a design centered furniture store, kind of upscale, and uh, it's been in business since uh, 2006. And uh, the owner, it, she owns the building as well as the uh, as well as the store. Uh, it's listed for uh, 1.75 million. Uh, it's got about uh, just under 300k of inventory with that, about 53k of FF&E, and uh, it makes. Makes about three hundred and eighty thousand in SDE. Nice. It sounds like a good business. Yeah, exactly. uh, did you get uh, an SBA pre-qualified with the SBA pre-qualified Pacific West Bank? Excellent, excellent. Our sponsors here today. We are here at Pacific West Bank today. So it sounds like a good listing. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? D Walkowski at tworld.com, or you can reach me direct at 503-880-8970. All right, great. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. Mom, Dad... I humbly suggest you save some money and shop Amazon for back to school. It's for my growth, meaning my body's growing at an alarming rate. And clothes you buy me this year will be very small very soon. Plus, the clothes I love today will be out of style tomorrow. But at least your wallet doesn't have to be my fashion victim if you shop low prices for school at Amazon. Hopefully this is helpful. Amazon. Spend less, smile more. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.